As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Ryan Pace has done such an amazing job of building the last three years. We have a lot of depth. We feel like we're going to have a great opportunity offensively to, to do what we need to do. And the time is now. We know that. It's Hogan Johns. Come Sunday or Monday, Thursday, wherever time it is, we be prepared. Like my success doesn't really matter as much as the team's success. You can feel the energy, the juice, the swag coming back. It's a fun time to be a Chicago Bear. From NBC, NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Adam Hogan. You are the father. Daddy. And from the, from the Athletic, it's Adam Adam Johns. It truly is a beauty and the beast. I might add a handsome beast at that. It's the Adams. The Adams converge. Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in. Hogue and John's with you in our annual training camp interview with the general manager, Ryan Pace. And for the first time doing this on video, if you're watching on YouTube and out here on your beautiful practice fields, we were just talking about how this all just used to be trees. And now it looks like this. This is one of my favorite parts of our facility. These two fields back here. It's kind of private. It's tranquil. We got the Walter Payton Hill. It's just, I, I love this area of our facility right here. It's just amazing how much it's changed. We were talking about that like 10 years ago when we started covering this team, how just the, the buildings doubled in size, your fields have doubled, literally have yeah. doubled. Now you've gone from two to four. It's just a, a beautiful facility. I think some fans are now uh, taking it for the first time. For sure, Adam, you include our indoor. I mean, we have five 100-yard 100, 100 fields. And I think about the Dolphins coming here in a week, like the ability to do those things, it's because we have this facility and it's awesome. And to come back here for training camp and utilize all these assets, is great for our players. How rewarding does it feel? Because this has been a long process since you got here in terms of the facilities around here, uh, kind of starting small, then building on. But now that you've reached this point where you actually have training, I know you had it here last year, but that really, to me, like doesn't yeah, count because yeah. of COVID and everything. This is really training camp now. It has to feel like you've accomplished something on that side of things. Yeah, I guess I'm proud of our whole building and our staff and, you know, uh, thankful for our ownership for providing all these assets and our players feel it. I mean, we talked about it in the opening team meeting, you know, our, our ability is, you know, our task is to acquire the right players and then develop them once they get in our building. And now we have all these unbelievable resources to do that. And, you know, I've always said training camp is one of the most taxing times on their body. So for recovery purposes and all those things to have all these tools 
it's a real competitive advantage. I mean, this is a top five NFL facility and we feel it every day. Well, let's start with one of those players that you acquired this year. Everybody's going crazy about Justin Fields. For you, as Matt's plan, Matt Nagy's plan unfolds for him, that this patient plan from your GMC, like what are you looking for? What do you want to see on the field, the later off the field? Like what, what's your evaluation like with this plan? Yeah, it, it, you're right. It's and we couldn't be more connected on this whole plan. The whole entire building is, you know, and it starts with, you know, the acquisition of Andy Dalton, the confidence that we have in him. And it, it allows us to do this the right way, you know, and there's, you guys know, there's so many things that go into playing that position beyond what's just your physical talent is. So it allows us to bring Justin along at the right rate as he learns uh, our offense, as he learns NFL defenses. Um, it's just, we can progress at the right rate, you know? Everyone's talking about his work ethic. Everyone's talking about how good it is, whether it's coaches, players, uh, I mean, his teammates are noticing it. Do you have any stories for us since he's been here, since you drafted him that he's just wowed you? Yeah. You know, what's cool about it is all three of them have crazy work ethic. I was here the other day at it's six in the morning and, and Foles is in the weight room working out at six in the morning, you know, and, and, and Dalton and the things he does and the leadership and the confidence and, you know, Andy, it's, I think it's, you know, it's the, a couple of days before all the vets get in here and he has all the guys over at his house for dinner and just those kind of natural things from Andy. And then Justin, he's in the building, you know, 24 seven. I mean, we break in mid June and I come up here like on a random Saturday or something. And, and there's one car I don't recognize in the parking lot. I don't know who is a truck. And I come in the building and I'm walking through the hallway and it's empty. I'm the only one in Hallis. It's, it's kind of eerie. And around the corner comes Justin, you know, and he's up here just getting a workout in. So all three of them have that, you know, and I, it's, it's a really good room. And uh, they all kind of feed off each other. Um, and it's, it's good to see. It's going to be a good problem to have. Like, <laughs> hey, like, what are you doing here? Can you go take a break for, for a little bit? But he just... Like you want him to have an off switch at some point, but that but he just seems to be on. And I don't know, would you call that a good problem to have? Would you just yeah, have I mean, uh, especially a young guy? With any position, Adam, but especially that position, you gotta be obsessed to be we talk about it all obsessed. To, uh, obsessed to be great, you know, and it goes you know, the, the weight training and the in the film study and the everything you see on the field and it's just it's just natural it's 24 7 it's, it's hard to turn that off i mean all the good ones matt talks about alex smith and i referenced drew Brees, and they're all that way you know and it's just it's just natural for for him and for andy and for nick one early observation of mine from the first few practices looking at the quarterbacks is you see the polish of andy dalton and that experience just i guess the way even though he's in a new place getting in and out of the huddle and you can kind of tell with justin that it's still a work in practice progress but i mean that's kind of how it should be at this point right for sure and justin's learning watching andy do that and you you, you know i've had several veteran players come up to me and talk about the confidence that andy plays with you know the things that i can't hear what's going on in the huddle what's going on in some of these in some of our meetings and you know all look it's happened probably five or six times just through the off season, I'll look out on the field and the entire offense is circled around and I'm thinking, okay, you know, a coach is talking, Matt's talking, it's Andy Dalton instructing the whole offense and how he likes a certain play and kind of demonstrating on how he wants the route run. And that just comes from his, his experience and his confidence. The way he's embraced like his this this being a placeholder for Justin Fields. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, I don't know if you guys even like that word to, to be used for. But he's seemed to really embrace this relationship, helping Justin uh, as as much as he can. Like going out to dinner, having him over to hang out with his wife. Like that's got to be unique. I, I would say with how competitive these guys are, yeah. how many times these guys are looking over their shoulders to to have 
this veteran quarterback do that almost naturally? Like, what, what do you think about that? I think it starts with him just being a special person. Like, Andy's a really, really good person, a really, really good man. And then I also think he has a great internal confidence. He's very confident. So that's he's not looking over his shoulder. He wants what's best for the team. And you see him, like, you reference going out to dinner or having him over to his house. And after practice, you know, he's out there working with Justin on his footwork. And there's all different examples of that, which I really think show you truly the type of person that, Andy is. So when you look back on this offseason and how you got to this point, I mean, can you put it into words how crazy and wild it was? Because everyone knew going back to January and Matthew Stafford getting traded that it was going to be a a, a wild year with the quarterbacks. And even when you signed Andy Dalton, you didn't know you were going to end up with Justin Fields. So what was it like for you? I mean, as soon as the season ends, Matt and I are locked in our offices obsessed with the quarterback position. And you have, you know, you have one ranking of all the trade candidates, and we're talking about all those. You have a ranking of all the UFA quarterbacks. We know who those are. And then, you're, you know, it's in the early stages of kind of sorting out our draft board. You have all those. but And I have a picture in my phone of when I, I think it was like January, early January, taking that, taking that photo of each one of those columns. And now looking back, sitting here now, knowing that we got, you know, Andy as a UFA and we got Justin in the draft, like we couldn't be happier. So you were making fun of me for my whiteboard and look, <laughs> yours is like very small. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it didn't look like the one that they have. Inside his, the building, his, his whiteboard goes from the ceiling to I the floor. Yours like can fit on your lap. Trade candidates and things like that. But, but, but I think our, the whole thing, when I think about that, it was like, Hey, we're going to explore every single option yeah. to make this position uh, a strength for the Bears. Yeah, how, and really, right now, one to three, we feel like it is. How exhausting is that? Like, building the board is one thing, but then, like, discussing it, watching these guys in film, having conversations with the people that you have to uh, around the league. And that's at different times of the day, you know, because people are different across the league. I'm, I'm just curious, like, the, the exhaustion and the hours it takes, not only to, to build that board, but then to attack that board yeah. and have this come to fruition yeah and it's it, i mean it's it, it's it's what we love to do i mean it's 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 365 24 7 you never turn it off ever you know and matt sh- shares that obsession with me and, and you know especially with making sure we get that position right so we just attacked it arm in arm and we reunited the whole way and we talked about every scenario and then i mean there's things that you know you got to plan for all these different scenarios there's some good fortune that's got to come your way i'm not going to lie there's different things that got to play out but when you're doing it together, I mean, I'll pick up the phone. We can call each other at three in the morning. We're going to both answer on the first ring, and we're going to talk about this football team. And that's just the the approach we both have together. And speaking of the strength you have in that room, is it odd at all watching Nick Foles going up against third stringers? Because I got to admit, like just watching some of these practices, it's a little odd to me. Yeah. You're just not you're not used to seeing a Super Bowl MVP going against third stringers early on in training camp. And Nick's handled it. I know Matt touched on that today. Nick's been awesome. And what I like about it is, like, I look in the huddle, and there's some young receivers and some young offensive linemen, and I'm thinking about those 10 guys with Nick Foles in the huddle communicating with them. I mean, what a what a great thing to have. It allows the offense to just function at a high level, even when you're dealing with, you know, some backup, backup players and some young players, to have that experience level at the quarterback position in the huddle, kind of orchestrating the whole thing. I think it allows practice to run smooth. They must enhance like the the evaluations too from uh, having the expectation different. Like the, the quarterback is a Super Bowl winner, so you better be in the right place at the right time yeah. if you're a receiver. Um, if you're a defender, I think you're tested more than maybe someone drafted quarterback who's attacking you. So that must change the evaluation it, process. Yeah, but. you're 100 percent right. It allows us to the ball is coming out 
with anticipation, with timing, so the receivers better be right. The DBs are challenged because the ball is going to be accurate. You don't get that a lot of times when you're talking about your third quarterback, you know. And for us to have that room, um, it, it's 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 a good feeling. All right, we could talk about some other positions too. Is David Montgomery faster? He looks faster. He looks faster. I know he worked on it a lot this summer. And he, again, I, I know I keep on saying obsessed. He's obsessed. You know what I mean? He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's really locked in and focused right now. He worked his butt off all summer, and I think it's evident in the early days of this camp. He seems a bit more vocal, too. I know he emphasized that for himself, at least in talking to, to us, but we, we always heard about him being such a great leader, a guy that uh, people rally to when he was at Iowa State. Are you starting to see some of those qualities show through in his third season? Yeah, and I think it's natural for these guys. As You know, it's, it's no you know David or, or Bilal or Roquan or these guys that are – you kind of grow into your own and you get more confident and you're confident in the offense and the defense and your teammates. And, uh, yeah, David was that way in college, and I think we're seeing it now, you know. And But I think a lot of these guys, before they can become vocal, they want to prove it first. And I, those guys have all now proven they're good NFL players. So I think they can be more vocal now. As this train goes by, so we used to joke around. We used to come up here like the early days of, of, of Hallis Hall before the remodel was here, before the train was a thing. Like there was always this little plane that, that would go over and be like, oh, there goes Ted Thompson <laughs> again. <laughs> right, right. Now I guess it'd be Brian Gutekunst. Like you yeah. know, there goes the Green Bay Packers, you know, sneaking a look at the, Quick the photos Bears. From stuff. The, yeah, you ever worry like Matt LaFleur is one of those trains? <laughs> yeah, it's too fast, yeah. yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so – you, you mentioned the Dolphins coming here. Uh, this will be the first time you're going to have a, t- a, a team come to this facility. But in past years, and you were s- supposed to have this again with the Broncos last year, and obviously COVID wiped that out. But I know you've you've talked so much in the past about how valuable that is to see your team go up against another team. Yeah, There um, goes Ted Thompson right now. I guess why the Dolphins? And I mean, I guess they're on the schedule. But yeah. I, what are you hoping to get out of that next week? Yeah, you know, I, I think you're just communicating with their GM and their, and their head coach. It just uh, it, it just timed up well. And I, and I think for us, especially with three preseason games, to get that extra work in those combined practices, it's a little more controlled, right? So you can kind of control the tempo. And uh, for, from an evaluation standpoint, for our own guys first, to see them in that setting and then to see another team too, it's valuable. And I think I won't be surprised that we talked about the space that we have here with five fields. Yeah and all this room, there's a lot of teams in the South that I think could be looking to come up here, you know, that's a little cooler, um, and it, it just works out well. You know, well, so I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't be surprised if this becomes a regular thing. It was 95 in Huber, I think, on your first day of camp. That's so. true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but today's been beautiful. What, what are we going to see that's different with only three preseason games? Because I, I know as evaluators, you didn't mind having the fourth one. So, yeah. so what's different? Yeah, I mean, for us, it's going to condense it a lot. You know, that fourth preseason game as a as a scout coming up was huge, you know, because you'd see all those young guys play almost the whole game, you know. So we're going to have to get, you know, creative and put a lot of thought to how we're divvying up these reps because the veteran players need it, the starters need it, but we need to evaluate the young guys too. So yeah, I think it's a little more challenging for us to fit that in with the three games. Speaking of some of your young guys, it's only been a few days at camp, but Cole Komet, Jalen Johnson, Darnell Mooney, your your second year players who are all pretty good rookie years. Yep. Like, what are you seeing from them? Because at least from our perspective, when you're noticeable at camp, yep. you're making plays. Like, that's a good sign, at least from our media perspective. So I'm For curious, sure. what, what are you seeing from them? And, and our, our scouts are all in right now. Same thing with Travis Gibson and Kendall yep. Vildor. Like those guys are all playing well right now, and it's just it's cool to see. And I think it's just a comfort level in the offense and defense 
allowing them to play faster and playing with confidence and playing with their instincts. The more you know the playbook, the more you understand the nuances, the faster and quicker, more instinctive you can play. And I think you see it with all those guys. I mean, Cole Komet right now, just his ability to separate, he's just, he's not thinking as much. He's just playing football. And I think it applies to all those guys. I was really impressed with how Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet specifically adapted last year to the conditions that they were in, not having any kind of offseason, rookie minicamp. None of that happened. Training camp was condensed. There were no preseason games to get those valuable reps that you were just talking about. Um, and especially in Darnell's case, pretty much played right away. Yep. I, I mean, how were those guys able to pick it up so quickly given those those tough circumstances? Man, it's a huge credit to them as professionals, the mindsets they have, our college scouts, I think, identifying that. And then our coaches in preparing those guys. I mean, the, the amount of hours and time they spend together just getting them prepared, um, it's a credit to both of those things. And I think what I appreciated is you could have had a million things to make excuses last year, and there was never any excuses made. It's like these are the facts, these are the parameters that every team's dealing with, and how are we going to make the most of it? And those guys, it was cool to see how fast their careers accelerated at an early stage. The, the energy feels a, a bit different this year. I don't know if it's the, the normalcy of it with having fans out here and having it, um, well, you had an off-season program, unlike last year, but to me, it's it's like what the defense mm-hmm. is doing. We, we asked your new, new defensive coordinator, Sean Desai, about this, just the, the the yelling and the taunting and, you know, like Jimmy Graham catches a ball, he's walking through the defensive sideline and they are on him like yeah. every step of the way. Like, or yeah. Bilal yelling at Matt yesterday. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, 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 like literally right waving his, his finger yeah. almost yeah. after intercepting a pass. Uh-uh. I think it starts with Sean, but like just that type of chemistry, energy, yeah. almost a nastiness emerging. I don't know if you see it too, but like, yeah. what do you make of all the, the yelling right now? It's going been from the building defense? throughout the whole off season. What's cool about it is it's authentic. It's not just this fake rah rah. It's real, and I think it. it I think it's Sean Desai, yeah. but I think also it's uh, the competition we have throughout our roster. There's a ton of competition now at a lot of positions, and I think it brings out some of that juice and energy that you see. And, you know, there's a big emphasis right now on us practicing fast and practicing with tempo and practicing with energy, and our players have taken to that. And the leaders, you know, they lead the charge. You know, Khalil and those guys, they lead the charge. Um, But it's cool to see right now. Now, Sean had been here, and he's he's taken a big step forward that everyone in this building seems like, he totally deserves and no one seems worried about it you did you did have a lot of turnover though on that side of the ball in terms of your coaching staff what what should we know about some of the new guys and how that's all come together you know Matt and I talk about it when we hire uh, new coaches to me it's like a, it's like signing a UFA like it's that important because they're really multipliers you know and uh, you know the Especially, in the, like I talk, think about the defensive side, like Chris Rumpf, he's outstanding. The energy that he has, dealing with different personalities, the experience that he has. Coach McGovern and Coach Desai has some background with him. He's been really good. So we, we've added, you know, there's some, probably some guys I'm not mentioning, but we've added a lot of talent to our coaching staff. And it's been cool to see how well that's all meshed together uh, very quickly. And I think the players feel it. The, the step that Roquan Smith took last year, um, they had to be rewarding for you in a sense, you know, with, with him being a, a top 10 guy. But I, I'm just curious, like, how do you identify what's next for him? He seems so humble, doesn't want to talk about last year or even, or even this year. But from your perspective, in terms of being like Sean's voice out there to becoming that next star linebacker for an organization that just had 
you know, Hall of Famers at, at that position? Like, what are you seeing from him, and what's your expectation, you know, as an organization? What's cool about it is just the consistency. I mean, every day the way he practices, every day the way he prepares, and it translates to the games, and you see his leadership shining through, and, you know, he wears the green dot, yeah. so he's handling the communication and, you know, mastering our defense and and lining guys up and just just – all, all those things are very natural for him. So beyond the talent that you see, I mean, he's, he's flying around like a missile right now on the practice field. But then all the leadership that he has and the football IQ that he has, it's just natural for him, man. I mean, he's here all the time. He works his tail off, and um, he's becoming a true, true natural leader of our defense. Uh, yesterday, Matt, and I th- I'm pretty sure it was unprompted, brought up Robert Quinn as somebody who's, who stood out early. <clears throat> What gives you confidence that he's going to come out of this season with more than two sacks? Yeah, you know, I think last year uh, was a challenge for for a lot of us. You know, and he was new here, and the, uh, the, the the season was different. The circumstances were different. But I think as our defense is healthy, and you have all those guys, you have Eddie Goldman back, you have some of these pieces back, and Robert's really settling. And Robert was battling some injuries last year too. Um, but uh, he's a good player, and there's proven production throughout his career, and you see it right now. I mean, he's flying off the edge, um, and just his work ethic and his approach. And we're lucky to have him. <clears throat> you throw you throw in obviously Khalil and Atachu and some of the other guys we have. We think that's like a real strength for us, and we can see him having a big year. Yeah, the defensive line has looked like a position of strength again for early sure. on during this uh, training camp. Um, so Eddie Goldman's part of that. Does does he look like the Eddie Goldman? Of old, I mean, you have not seen him play in an actual football game in over a calendar year. I'm, I'm curious, like, he looks thinner o- almost, but is that the same Eddie Goldman out he, there? Yeah, he came in in great shape, and right away, I mean, he's he's such a natural nose tackle. Like, the pad level that he plays with, how quick he can read blocks, he hasn't skipped a beat, you know, the way he's practicing right now. And, I mean, we have we don't have the pads on yet, but you can tell, you can feel, you can feel his conditioning. But you have, you know, Bilal and Eddie and Akeem and... Mario and, and Angelo Blackson, who's been a good addition for us, and you throw in the outside linebackers, it is a strength of us. But I think Eddie's a good centerpiece of that. I know our inside linebackers are happy to have him back, uh, and we are too. I, I've always wondered this. When you're out here on the practice field, because you're out here every day, what are you watching? You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, sometimes it's, you know, focus on a different position a day. You know, there's certain positions where I know where there's kind of a hyper-focus for us as a personnel department, watching a lot of the younger guys watching a lot of the things that you can't necessarily see on tape. Because I can go back to my office and rewatch these practices a hundred times, but there's other things that are happening within practice that might not be on tape that uh, we can catch while we're out here. Well, how about some of the competitions then? At least the ones that come to mind, it's, well, it's cornerback and nickelback. Yep. How are those coming to fruition for you? All new faces, or some new faces in yeah, both those spots. Yeah, for, for sure. And there's a good mix of, of the veteran players and then the young emerging players that are coming on and, the nickel position, we, we got some flexibility with a handful of those safeties uh, that can also play nickel. And uh, so, so there's some versatility there. So uh, we got a long time for that to all play out. But what I like is the the number of guys we have, the, the variety of skill sets that they have, and we just got to let that whole thing battle out. The final question I have is what is the impact of 17 games? Adding a game to the schedule, how much of a focus has that been in terms of planning, uh, training, whatever? Because it is an extra full game. It's a big deal. 
Yeah, you know, I think again, we haven't we haven't spent a lot of time. It's just every team's dealing with it. But I think just focusing on our players' recovery and how we take care of them and their conditioning, and again, all the resources we have here, I think that'll bode well for us as we add that extra game to our season. Last one for me is who aren't we talking about? Like who are we missing? I know Tevin Jenkins is dealing with his, his back issue and whatnot. And he'll be expected back soon, but. Who are some of the guys, young guys, even maybe some veterans that are new who, who have caught your eye here in the early going? Yeah, there's a handful of guys that are, too, I just think I've had great off seasons and I don't want to leave anybody out, but, you know, Bilal Nichols and, you know, we're talking about David Montgomery, you talked about Damian Williams, adding him in the off season, he stood out. Um, Marquise Goodwin seems to be making a play every day. Marquise Goodwin. I mean, what's what's everybody talks about his speed, but like his professionalism, he's one of the first guys out there, all the extra things that he does. He's a really good route runner. Um, he's been an awesome addition, along with Demir Bird. So there's a lot of guys like that. Again, what I think our scouting department's done a good job adding competition to this roster, and it's going to be fun to watch this whole thing play out. I mean, we got – I was talking to our coaches. We're going to have some really hard decisions as we as we cut down, as we go from 90 to 85 to 80 to 53, and you want it that way. So it'll be good. Well, I'm excited to see the pads on next week. I'm sure you are too. For sure. That's when guys can start separating themselves. So <laughs> yeah. there's no Real doubt. football. Real football. It looks like those offensive linemen especially look uh, more than eager. Yes. Yeah. For sure. For, For sure. sure. Yeah. Well, it's hot enough out here. Uh, we'll, you know, we've been ta- we'll make sure we get out of here before a freight train comes through tr- too <laughs> for about 10 minutes. Uh, Ryan, thanks so much for your time. We always appreciate you doing this with us every year, and uh, it's awesome doing it in this setting as well. For sure. I appreciate you guys, and I love doing this with you too. So thank you. All thanks, right. Ryan. There he is. Yeah. Bears general manager, Ryan Pace. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Because when you're looking for a job, Hogan Johns fans, you want the best experience possible. No questions left to answer and sketchy websites to navigate around. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. And over 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Adam. That's linkedin.com slash Adam to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Well, it's always awesome getting the opportunity to talk to Ryan Pace in training camp. Uh, always like to have a few practices under the belt, too, so we can, you know, bring up some yeah, observations. He's seen some things. We've seen some things. Yeah. And it's still early. No pads. I mean, I wish we could see pads earlier, but they rules the, are rules. The players have successfully pushed that down the road and get got rid of one of the preseason games, which I don't think we're complaining about. But um, <laughs> not me. No, not me. I don't think he is either. Just, <laughs> no. just let's say it be clearly. Yeah, they like to evaluate players as much as they can, but sometimes that extra fourth preseason game, you already have your your answers in a sense. All right, takeaways from the interview, though. 
lot of quarterback talk, obviously. Um, one thing I'll say is I, I think the Dalton, I don't want to say hype, but I think everything that they've said positively about Dalton has been backed up so far in camp. I, I don't think he's had a bad day. I thought, uh, what was it the second full day of practice, the offense was kind of a disaster against the defense, but I didn't actually think it was the quarterback's fault. I just thought that, like, that basically nobody was blocking anyone, and they're having problems because they don't have pads on. I think Dalton's looked okay, um, but you know it's also nice to hear him bring up some of that stuff about fields yeah, and his work yeah, ethic. Yeah. I think naturally you want to compare like what you're seeing now to what you just saw last year. So you had this quarterback competition between Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky last year. If, if Andy Dalton was playing this way and he was in this competition last year, he would win it. Yes. And wouldn't even yeah. be close, in, in my opinion. Because the, at one point, like, Foles caught up to Trubisky, and you're just wondering what's going on there. Um, this is finally going to happen, and then Trubisky gets better. Like, Andy Dalton has been consistently good. Has he, be, has he been great? Maybe not, but he's had a couple great throws. He's been consistent every single day in practice. Yeah, I think consistent's a good way to put it. Um, I guess <sighs> – what, and I'm just think, having flashbacks now to last year because that competition happened right, right here, right here, right here on this right here, field. Yeah. We're in that corner with our binoculars trying to watch everything. Um, and there were a lot of balls hitting the ground. There was. Today, not a lot of balls hitting the ground. Uh, I thought, you know, that whatever problems they've been having, they kind of cleaned up. Justin Fields, though, early impressions with him. Every day he leaves you with that one throw, at least one throw. We were like, wow. That's it. Now he's going to have some problems. Um, maybe he's not getting through his reads as quickly as the Bears want or as quickly as Andy Dalton is, but that's to be expected, man. Like he's a rookie and they're challenging him. They're throwing a lot at him, but every now and then, um, let me clarify this. Every day he leaves you with at least one throw where you're like, wow, that's it. He gives his guys a chance a lot too. I'll, I'll say that. Like there, there's a throw to Jesse James, the bear, the new tight end that the Bears just signed, like down the seam the other day, where you're thinking like Trubisky either airmails that or it's falling short, or a defender maybe gets a hand on it. He gave him a shot to make a catch, and he's consistently done that with his receivers. That's a that's a good observation by you because I've noticed that too. There's a lot of passes where the receiver is able to high point it. Yes. You know, it's put in a position where only the receiver can get the ball. I have noticed that pretty much throughout every practice. Um, that maybe there's a couple throws here or there that get away, but really not too much. Practice. They yeah. should get away sometimes. Yeah, so I think from the the physical standpoint, it's all been there with him. But you do see the gap mentally, and not even as I brought up to Ryan in the interview, to me, it's, Fields is still where he should yeah, be. He's yeah. still a rookie going through his first training camp. I haven't seen anything alarming yet. Yeah, and, and let's say this. I think the defensive line in both units, first and second, has the edge right now. And I think it's affecting the quarterbacks. Like we talked about, uh, you, you brought up Andy Dalton's arm angles. Well, yeah. he has to change his arm angle because Cleo Mack yes. is in his face. And there were more passes batted down today, by yes. the way. Yes, so you're, yeah. you're having a lot of that. And I think that's good that the quarterbacks are experiencing it. I keep referencing Mark Trespin <laughs> yelling at his defensive lineman not to knock down Don't passes. Don't knock down the ball. And then we saw them, you know, not do it in the regular yeah, season. Right. Like, it's just, like, again, your point of reference on, on teams we've covered here. Um so, yes, the pads will change a few things. I think the offensive line is really looking forward to, you know, maybe bringing it to the defense a bit because I think it changes the the, the, the dynamic a bit. But, yes, in the early going here, both both defensive lines, first and second unit, have seemed to have the edge. That's affecting both quarterbacks. It was cool hearing Ryan share that story of coming into the building in the yeah. middle of June when everything's, you know, quiet <laughs> and he thought he was the only one here and there's one yeah. pickup truck in the – Parking lot and uh, Justin Fields. Yeah, can you imagine? Like, you think you're the only guy in the building, 
and then like you get surprised down the hallway and oh it's just whew, Justin great to see it like and it's really a, great to see you <laughs> it's a really big building yes. too these days yeah, yes. so yeah uh I'm, I'm sure he wasn't too sad to see Justin Fields that day that's no, a, that's no, a good absolutely sign. not yes and, and a sign that the mental side of things will catch up absolutely it should it's yeah. it, like everybody wants to get carried away by you know a, a batted down pass or an errant throw or a bad seven on seven drill but he's coming along Again, you see every now and then those tantalizing throws that made him a first-round draft pick. You see them, and you're wild by them. He's doing more of them, but again, he's a rookie. The consistency should come. Well, up next this week, pads go on. Finally, we'll get to see him. The Bears will be at Soldier Field on Tuesday, too, so we'll get to see that. And uh, we'll wrap it all up later in the week with another podcast to... uh you know, tell tell you what we see from the padded practices. It'll be yeah, fun. It's, this is when it gets exciting, yes. right? Like this is when it gets real. Players are fired up. The one-on-one drills, pass rushers, offensive yeah. line. That, that's real football. And then the week after that, the Dolphins are here. That'll be fun too. And then the week after that, we'll all be ready for this to be over, and we want regular season games. Maybe and they'll still Nash- be like another trip month. to Nashville. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> there will still be another month to go. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening, watching. If you're watching on YouTube, awesome having Ryan Pace. Uh, if if you get a chance. Please check out the YouTube page. Subscribe. Hogan Johns. Uh, get opportunity to, to, to see this facility, see too, it. at the yeah, same yeah. time. Um, so we're uh, we're grateful to have that type of access today and, and hear from the general manager. Hey, we got new shirts out, too. Should have gave one to Ryan. We should have. Uh, the bear, I, I guess they call it the walking bear logo, which is cool. Uh, those are up on obviousshirts.com, so you can check those out as well. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the whole deal. Any final thoughts? No. See ya. Really good, Adam.